The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? So you may remember me a couple of weeks ago on Trinity Sunday, mentioning that our image on the cover of the bulletin was of the same scene we hear about today in the first reading, this story of the three strangers who visit Abraham in the book of Genesis. And of course, there's this well-known icon by Rublev that people know, and that's sort of the sort of the stick figure version of that, uh, woodcut version. Um, but there's this icon that's uh, 15th century that most people know, and I think maybe think of if they hear that story and know the story. For me, this text always makes me think of this great book by the Irish philosopher, um, and I would call him a theologian too, Richard Kearney, who's really been a great thought companion for me since I discovered his work in seminary. I really recommend him. In this book, he wants to make the case that all throughout religion, all different religions, all different lives of faith and their various potential iterations, you find these narrative moments of doubt and uncertainty and a disorientation followed by a risk, or he calls it a wager, of offering hospitality. And it's in this decision moment, then, that something powerful happens, and as he puts it, it's when the impossible becomes possible, and ultimately whereby in taking the risk of offering hospitality, we meet God himself. So here in this story, it's with Abraham. Abraham, who is in his tent, going along about his life as he normally would, and then here emerge these three strangers in the heat of the day from the desert. And we hear in the text being narrated for us in the beginning, the Lord appeared to Abraham. So we know who these strangers are supposed to be on some level, but Abraham does not. These are people who have shown up at random. They really could be anyone. They could be friends. They could be bandits. But Abraham, moving past his moment of encountering this decision, the doubt and uncertainty and disorientation part, takes this risk to offer them hospitality, and in this case, it's literal hospitality. He brings water and food for them to rest and refresh themselves. Again, as the text says, it's the heat of the day. And from this act of hospitality comes the address to Sarah, Abraham's elderly wife. Where is she? For I will surely return to you in due season, and she shall have a son. Out of this risk-taking, and only out of it, does this blessing come. Does the impossible become possible? I love this part of the story where Sarah hears this news that she's going to conceive a child in her old age, and the proposition seems so absurd to her that she erupts into laughter. Awkward laughter. Inappropriate laughter. It's sort of like she burst into laughter at a funeral or something. You can tell it catches her off guard, too. She's embarrassed, and she denies it. But God says, oh, yes, you did. I heard you laugh. And says to Abraham, why did she laugh? With some legitimate incredulity, maybe. As if to say, I don't really get what's funny. I'm serious. And is anything too wonderful for the Lord? All of our readings today center on that question. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? For all of us who follow Jesus Christ in faith, is God who is always companioning each one of us with each step, each next leg of our earthly pilgrimage? Is there anything too unexpected, 
too crazy, too humblingly unknown for God to bring us to, and for us ultimately not to find blessing in it. God has certainly taken me to some unexpected and crazy and humblingly unknown places in my ministry, too many to list here by far. But I mean, if you told me 10, 15 years ago that I would one day be serving as a priest in Park Slope, Brooklyn, for one thing, I don't think at that point I would have known exactly what that meant. And I suppose if I looked it up, I don't know, I can't really imagine what I would have thought. I grew up in a very different place from this one. And even more, if you told me that after that, I would be called to serve in the story of Queens as priest in charge of a church, I, um, you know, again, places we never expected God to take us. You may have heard me say this in many different ways um, by now, um, but I really do believe it. Such an important part of what it means to be Christian is to build into our lives a habit of openness, of porousness to these chance encounters and unexpected moments that God comes calling on us, like Abraham, like Mary, to understand that to try to be open to meeting God in these places where we were otherwise going about our regularly scheduled program is fundamental to being a person walking in faith. And having a spiritual practice and a community to do it with is how we work at that openness. I think we have to practice at it, actually, or else when those times come, we might miss them. I know that for me, every next move in my ministry thus far has been such that I could have never imagined it on my own, would have never occurred to me. Every next step, totally outside of my frame of reference for what I could possibly scheme up for myself, you start to realize it doesn't help actually to scheme because you won't, you won't be successful. And yet in view of the wonderful things, the wonderful things that have taken place as a result of all of those unexpected calls, relationships, experiences, I simply have to bow my head in awe of how good God is. People often say that God has a sense of humor. I think that's probably fair to say. I usually think of it more as that God likes to be up to some mischief. God loves a shakeup in our lives. Um, and if we're not accustomed to a shakeup, it's one of those things that we sooner or later have to get used to or ought to. But those shakeups from God always occur with the Spirit of God hovering nearby, within the knowledge of that ever abiding love of God in Christ even when things feel uncertain or times feel tough. As we are all sent out in ministry, just as the disciples are sent in our gospel reading today, we go, as Jesus will later tell this same group in Matthew, knowing that he is with us, even to the end of the age. One thing I can say for sure is that here at All Saints, you are all pretty good at the risk of hospitality. This is a place that welcomes people, welcomes the neighbor, the stranger, the refugee, the person who looks and speaks and acts differently from me, and with whom, because of this place, I get to be in relationship, to be blessed by. That helps us all live better as ourselves, to be in the company of others who give us clarity to actually see ourselves authentically and true to who we are and who God made us to be. 
I want to say to you this morning, don't ever take that spiritual gift for granted. Don't forget to tend to the spiritual practices that make that openness to God and neighbor and stranger in this place possible. Don't neglect the ways that this gift can still grow into places where you couldn't still yet you could still yet be more open to what God has to do for us. Places where that seem seemingly impossible uh, thing, whatever it is, actually with God might be possible. Just as Jesus tells his disciples, he tells us the laborers are few. The harvest is plentiful. In this time of, in the life of the church, where we are constantly hearing this fretting about statistical decline in membership or general unreligiosity in society, we are told by Jesus today that there's work to be done. There are lives that need an encounter with something greater, with a truth and a goodness and a beauty that comes from beyond. Maybe there are people in this room that need that. The world needs the freedom and peace and belonging that God in Christ offers us and that we in turn offer one another. I truly do not see where else these things are so freely on offer than in Christian community such as this. Knowing that there is work to be done, that there is a harvest out there of life abundant to be reaped with joy by each one of us is very good news. And by grace, our openness, our porousness, our habit of making, our making a habit of taking that risk to encounter God is what makes it possible. So, once again today, as always, is there anything too wonderful for the Lord? May we, with God's help, never think so. Amen.